You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, where y'all at? This is Trafalgar Square. Mr. and Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. Have you been drinking? It was a good show, huh? During the workday, when you feel possessed by amorous intent, may I suggest that you suppress it? Hey! 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 Hey, how you doing? Let's get in the conference room. I would like to invite everyone into the conference room. I would like to have a meeting in the conference room right now. I know for a fact that nobody in the Parks Department reads letters. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me Savior! All right, boys and girls, here we go. By the time you are listening to this, we will be less than 100 days from the start of the NFL regular season. It is a beautiful thing. We have almost made it through the wilderness once again. OTAs are over. Up next is Washington Summer Minicamp, mandatory minicamp next week. Uh, And then everybody hits the streets and goes on vacation until training camp the end of July. So uh, in just a couple of minutes, we will get you your exclusive locker room access. And then it's NBC Sports Washington's Pete Haley, who will be joining us. He will give us his impressions of what he saw on the field this week. Once again, no Chase Young. We will ask him, is that a big deal, a little deal, or no deal? I am leaning towards the no deal part of it. We will see what Pete has to say. Uh, things apparently have been going pretty good out in Ashburn, so good that Ron Rivera canceled uh, one more week of OTAs, which was supposed to be next next week. Instead, next week is mandatory minicamp, and again, after that, it is vacation time for about seven weeks until training camp starts. So let's dive into it. Your exclusive locker room access with Ron Rivera, as well as Curtis Samuels and Brandon Scherf. Here we go. As always, your exclusive locker room access brought to you by our good friends at One Life Fitness with studios and gyms in D.C., Maryland, and all over Virginia. Go to onelifefitness.com, get yourself a day pass, and you can see everything that they have got to offer. All right, let us start with Ron Rivera. And a pretty general question at first, his thoughts on OTAs. And Riverboat Ron is uh, fairly bullish on what he's seen so far. I've been very pleased. I really have. You know, we um, when we got into week five of the OTAs was was first opportunity for us to get on the field with them, um, and then week six was the first time was an opportunity for us to do a little uh, be a little competitive, and uh, I really love their attentiveness. Uh, their recall was very good, um, and then coming into this week, uh, Tuesday was a little sluggish coming off the four day break, um, but they had a, they finished strong yesterday, and then today they started fast and finished fast. I, I was very pleased with it. They, they really are. Had to try and tone them down a little bit. They're getting a little excited, um, you know, but um, it's good to see them be competitive. But we, we just got to be smart because we really don't want to get anybody hurt out here. There's a piece in there that is becoming a common theme with Rivera, and that's fast. He likes his teams not just to play fast, but to practice fast. There were a couple of times last year when he made a point of saying that he has had to, you know, get on him about picking up the tempo. Not so much so far this year. He has liked what he has seen. Guys are moving around. They're flying from drill to drill to drill. And that's what Rivera wants in his football team. Uh, we asked him about the defense, as you would imagine we would. It's going to be the strength of this team this year. And it is what he knows. And he says, so far, so good. Okay, so I've been really pleased with what we've got the last two and a half weeks. Um and, 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 and I think the thing that is happening is we're getting the things done that we need to have done. 
Um, you know, looking at all of our installations, our installation plans that we have, uh, you know, we've gone through those, uh, watching the guys, you know, and, and the nice thing is because some of the protocols have been relaxed, we've had a little bit more interaction with the players and, and you really see their attentiveness. And, and that's been a huge plus and it's been very positive as far as I'm concerned and um, very happy with it. I mean, you watch guys like Brandon Scherf, who's, who's out there and when he's getting his reps. He's giving his all. I mean, it, that's just him. And, and, and it's one of the guys that we, you know, we're trying to tempo down a little bit um, because he's working so hard. Uh, watching Ryan uh, Fitzpatrick, you know, here's a guy that comes in and he's learning another new offense. He's, he's already got it. He's a veteran guy, very bright, very smart football player. And you see him helping the young wide receivers. Um, you know, like today, Diami uh, was running a route and he had gone up to Diami and explained to him, hey, look, think about this. You see this, tempo it down over here and I'll throw you away. I'll throw you open. So, uh, that, that's great. I mean, that really is. And it's exciting when you see that happening with the veteran players and the young players. Interesting that he mentions Brandon Scherf, because if you look around that locker room, and we're gonna, uh, gonna, I'm going to ask Pete about this too. Uh, you look at the roster that this football team is going to have in 2021 and compare it to Bill Callahan's last game in 2019 as the interim head coach. There are only a handful of guys left. This roster has probably has they've turned Rivera has turned at least two thirds, if not three quarters, of this roster over since getting here. The only there are a couple of areas he hasn't touched, and that's mostly because those are elite players. Um, he has he's kept Brandon Sheriff, obviously they. They franchise tag Sheriff. He's kept the entire defensive line because they're elite. He's kept Dustin Hopkins, who is that kind of bucks the trend, although you would look at Hopkins as a kicker. He's a good kicker. He's not a great kicker, but he's a very good kicker. Continuity there might have something to do with it. He's kept Tressway, a Pro Bowl punter. Uh, after that, the list gets pretty short. There are some special teams guys and and John Bostic, and that's about it. And this is probably Bostic's final season in Washington. So it'll be interesting. It was it was interesting the amount of praise that he heaps on Brandon Sheriff. In that, I think that it'll be interesting to see how strong a play they make for him in the off season next year. Speaking of Sheriff, and we asked him about all of the new faces on the offensive line. Sheriff is saying all the things that you're supposed to say publicly. Uh, he's he's got a fine line to walk, and he's he's walking it pretty well um, so far. And we asked him some pretty pointed questions, you know, about the offensive line in general, um, but in specific the fact that, you know, two of the guys that he came up with, Trent Williams and Morgan Moses, are gone. Oh, yeah, you know, uh, we're just excited for everybody uh, who came with us. And uh, to Morgan, you know, I appreciate uh, – um, everything he's done for me, um, you know, we played uh, six full years together uh, and uh, uh, we kind of started off the, the same. We, you know, we've been together for six years and played almost every game together. So uh, I appreciate everything he did for me. And, uh, you know, I owe a lot to him and uh, I just hope everything works out for him. He's a heck of a player and uh, he's a heck of a friend for me, too. So, you know, I love him to death. I mean, the, the, the more the merrier, you know, the, the better you'll be. Um, because there's always that competition, you know, there's always somebody pushing, pushing somebody too. So it's always going to make you better and always going to make you have to come to work. So 
And it's, it's only going to help the team out, obviously. Uh, but you never know when injuries are going to happen, those fluke injuries, you know. Uh, and that just uh, if you can have somebody just step in the role and not miss a beat, it's going to help the team tremendously. More on that in just a little while. He, now, there was one of the positive things he did say about this offseason, the fact that last year because of COVID, it was straight into training camp. You didn't really get to know your teammates. He says this year that's one of the reasons he was at OTAs was he wants to get to know all of these new guys before they get to training camp where it's with the way the you know the collective bargaining agreement is now training camp isn't so much for getting into shape it's about kind of getting the fundamentals down and then almost immediately you start putting in game plans oh yeah you know uh, COVID kind of screwed everything up uh, last year so it kind of stunk not having the OTAs you know to get to know everybody right when you got here you hopped right into right into camp so uh, you didn't have the time to um, you know, do that, you know, go out to eat with O-line and, you know, at, at camp, you're stuck at camp or you, you're with COVID, you're stuck at home. So you weren't able to go out, you know, with, uh, you know, your teammates or just, just go out and have supper or just go to top golf or something like that. And, uh, I feel like we're kind of picking up, you know, uh, I've been here for two weeks at the hotel and, uh, picked up there and, you know, took some guys out to eat just to get to know them and just, uh, just to bring everybody together. And finally, before we uh, let Brandon go, uh, the question we asked him about Sam Cosme, if you haven't heard it before, uh, if you haven't heard it yet, use a little bit of colorful language talking about uh, what Cosme brings at the very least uh, to the weight room. Here it is in its entirety, and because we're in the podcast universe, uncut. Uh, he's fast. He's strong. Uh, I deadlifted last Thursday, and he just hopped in with me. I said, holy shit, where'd you come from? So excuse my French, but... I just said, geez, Louise, where'd you come from? He started laughing, but he's strong. Um, and then today he's, uh, he, he showed off his speed too. So I, I told him I got to catch up to him. So that's my, that's my challenge is beating him every day because we got GPSs on. So I'm going to try to beat him every day. A little bit of friendly competition, I guess. Never hurt anybody. Curtis Samuels, the new wide receiver that uh, the Redskins uh, signed in the offseason to compliment Terry McLaurin. We also got a chance to talk with him, asking him, uh, about the offense and how it is, you know, the similarities between what he has here and what he had with Scott Turner when the two were in Carolina. Uh, it's pretty much, I mean, I'm not going to give out too many details. It's too early for that. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I, I, I'll say this. I'm familiar with the offense. Um, you know, I'm just looking forward to being out there, you know. Um, once I stepped back out there and I heard the plays, you know, it was like second nature to me, you know, because I've been in the offense for so long. Um, but it didn't take me long to pick it up. It's going to be an interesting dynamic with him and Terry McLaurin because remember they played together at Ohio State and that was you know that's one of the things that Samuels talked about was the fact that he and Terry were reuniting here. Oh, that's great. You know, me and Terry have been roommates. Like my first roommate in college was Terry. You know, we were was room, we was roommates for three years. You know, I done taught him how to dance and all this stuff. He ain't gonna tell you that, but you know, it was fun. You know, just to be back. Uh, Oh my God, Terry, you know, he like a brother to me. We was talking even, you know, all seasons before I even came here, you know. So it was, it's, it's, it's really great. He also told a funny story about McLaurin uh, wanting to go fishing one weekend when they were in college. This was probably the best part of all the interviews of OTAs. See, funny story is, I told you, me and Terry was college roommates, right? One time in college, Terry, like, I'm about to go fishing. I'm from New York. I'm from Brooklyn. I don't fish. I'm like, all right, sure, let's let's do it. Long story short, Terry didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> he didn't know what he was doing. So it was just a funny, awkward moment. I'm looking at him like, like, what are we supposed to do? So 
I mean, he's 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 been fishing out here, and he's asking me. I said, "Sir, I'm all right. I'll pass." Wait, he had to he had to get better at fishing, right? What do you mean he didn't know what he was doing? I'm pretty sure he's good now, but back then in college, he wasn't the greatest. But I'm pretty sure he's great now. But um, that had to grow on me. And that question, courtesy of our good friend Sam Fortier of the Washington Post, as well as his dog. Washington football team insider Pete Haley of NBC Sports Washington joins us from, well, an undisclosed location right now, but that is that is A-OK. How are you, my friend? Appreciate it as always. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's been fun being out there at OTAs for the past couple weeks. This offseason is speeding along, and it'll be like week nine before we know it. I hear you. I hear you. Hey, you know, I was, I was thinking about it the other day. I, I mentioned the last time we talked, but, uh, you know, the video uh, in JP's backyard where B. Mitch uh, lays you out on a tackle. Should I be worried that I was, like, extremely jealous of you that you got tackled by the great Yeah, that's, that seems like some sort of maybe psychological thing you need to sort out with a professional. Like, yeah. you know, I understand being around B. Mitch is very cool, and I get that it's a privilege, but I don't know. Mm-hmm watching someone get destroyed and then wishing, man, I wish I was in that guy's shoes is a normal way to react. So yeah, I'll let you sort that out on your own time, but definitely a little concern is okay. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to make a note, bring that up with my therapist next week. (laughs) I thought for sure it was Pete Kendall last week too, on the, uh, on the 20 questions until, until you had a number of 70 there. I thought for sure it was Kendall. Yeah. I'm running, running out of guys slowly, but surely, which is why, reached into the long snapper category uh, last time on JP and B Mitch's show, but uh, I'll, I'll keep going with the obscure guys there. I guess there is enough to go around, but at some point that segment will run its course and the world will, will be worse off because of it. Well, if, if you want, and by the way, for folks that don't know, uh, Pete does 20 questions on the uh, B Mitch and Finley show every week. Uh, and he's on a heater right now, two straight weeks, <laughs> despite their protests, he's won. Uh, but what you really ought to do, you ought to go old school. Go back to like, you know, throw him a, a Roy Jefferson or a, a Herb Mulkey or a Chris Hanberg or something like that. I've thought about it, but it's just, you know, I don't know that history that well. So, I, you know, I know Chris Hamburger is obviously a huge name, but I don't know who yeah. like the like the Roy Halu is of the 1982 Redskins team. So, mm. um, but at some point that'll be my next trick is going to some random guy from the eighties or nineties and they'll be completely flummoxed. So it's, it's in my toolbox. I'm ready to deploy when needed. Excellent. Tony Peters. There you go. Strong safety, Perfect. strong safety on the, on the Super Bowl team. That'll be a good one. Cool. All Thank right. Thank you. I will, I will be listening for it. <laughs> All right. Let's get to, let's get to camp this week. Uh, OTAs. Um, what's I love using this word when I can in a sentence, but the zeitgeist, what, what's the zeitgeist been like out there? Cause Ron seems to be very pleased with the way everybody is, is kind of practicing right now. Yeah, it's very um, organized, which is good because it's organized team activities, but I would say they've definitely put an emphasis on that. It's very smooth. Uh, just kind of like business as usual, which normally in Ashburn at this time of the year, there's some sort of injury, a quarterback dilemma, uh, head coaching issue. There's there's all types of things swirling, but it, when you get out there this past couple of weeks, it's just like, all right, let's watch some football players try to get better at their job and watch a really professional head coach coach them on the way to that goal. So it's been nice. Um, and I just, you know, I think I've been impressed with sort of how this young group has merged with some key veterans like Fitzpatrick at quarterback. And I'm really uh, excited to see what the roster can do overall. I think the playoff berth last year has invigorated them. I think that meant a lot. And they've seen that, look, we can compete with some of the best, but we're not quite there where we can take down some of the best. So I like the approach that they're all 
taking as they try to, uh, you know, progress in terms of the hierarchy in the NFL. Yeah, the soap opera aspect will change once the Wilkinson report comes out. I, I can't wait for sure. that. that. That's going to yeah. be great. <laughs> All right. But <laughs> on the field, though, um, obviously, you don't you can't tell too much because it's OTAs. Everybody looks like a Super Bowl team right now. But what what have you been able to take away from OTAs as far as how how guys have looked? I know Scherf yesterday was was raving about Sam Cosme. You know, what have you guys seen out there that's kind of opened some eyes? Just some early impressions. Uh, you know, the secondary seems like they're going to have a lot of options. They have a lot of safeties to choose from, and Landon Collins isn't even practicing, but between McCain and Cam Curl and DeShazer Everett and Landon and, and Derek Forrest, the new draft pick who's made a couple of interceptions already this offseason, they're just going to – it's going to be a tight competition there, and I'm excited to see who comes out of that one. And uh, between them and the corners with Kendall and William Jackson as the starters, I think you can have a really good starting four back there to pair with this D-line up front. So I think the defense will be more complete and be uh, that unit that showed itself at times last year but just wasn't necessarily consistent game to game. And they're going to need to be that way because of the schedule they're facing. Then on offense, it's easy to see just the improvement at receiver. I mean, Cam Sims – I mean, Stephen Sims and Isaiah Wright caught a couple touchdowns during Wednesday's practice this week. And I was like, oh, that's important for them to be catching those passes because they're fighting their ass off to make the team. And last year they were on the team and playing considerable snaps week to week, and they're both undrafted guys. So um, wide receiver depth is much, much improved, having McLaurin and Samuel there, but also Adam Humphreys and De'Ami Brown, I think, uh, and, you know, bumping Cam Sims down to the fifth spot. That's going to be huge for this offense. So, yeah, just noticing a more well-rounded group, uh, and I think that's kind of how the progression under a head coach works. His first year he comes in brings in the guys he knows and especially last year Ron barely knew the current team because he didn't get to meet him he just had to watch him on film so now he has a really good feel of who's able to be counted on who needs to be replaced and I think he's done that now that second line of the depth chart there are some names on there that you feel a lot better about in case the top line which is also much stronger goes down to injury or whatever else may happen in a season. I was talking with Phillips last week and it's going to be amazing when we're actually allowed in the locker room you think about it, and off the top of my head, I can name maybe 10 guys that were there at the end of 2019 that'll be there the first time we get in in 2021. I mean, Rivera really has remade this roster. Yeah, and that remaking will be even more clear come late August, early September when the 90 chops down to 53. There might be a few more guys like a Troy Apke, Greg Stroman, just more players from that old regime that'll be let go if they don't you know, take care of business in training camp. So, um, Rivera, everybody knows that he likes his own guys and he wants to just get rid of basically everything that was tied to the old group. And that's understandable because this has been a very poor football franchise. So he should be able to tear out whatever he wants. Um, Morgan Moses, you don't need to go down that road too far. That was the only one I didn't really get. Yeah. But if Sam Cosme turns out to be the guy that Brandon Sheriff thinks he could be and Brandon Sheriff is very taken aback by the guy's strength and speed, then we won't be bemoaning Moses as much. So yeah, I, I think Ron's got a really good grasp of this group, and they seem to buy into what he's doing too, judging by all the participation they've had through voluntary stuff. Was there anything that that you heard when Sheriff talked uh, the other day that gave you pause to think maybe he will come back, or is it still a fait accompli that, that he's gone after this year? He's been really good publicly about saying either, A, I'll let my agent take care of it, or B, I love being here, I want to retire here. He said that on numerous occasions, but the fact that he says all those things and then no progress has really happened on the negotiation front makes me think 2020 will be his final year in Washington, which is a shame. 
but I just think it's gotten past the point of uh, reasonable pricing for him for either side. Like for him, what contract is he going to take long-term that pays him better than 18 million in one year? And then for Washington, how can they beat that price? Give him a piece of paper that, you know, makes him want to sign it instead of just playing this year and then going out to free agency next year. So um, I think it'll be Brandon's last year. And even though he keeps saying all the right things publicly, he hasn't said anything that's maybe changed my stance on that yet. Yeah. You've been around, players a lot longer than I have and you have more interaction with them is there is there any dynamic with a guy like Scherf or really any top player to position yeah you know he's got free will he could sign a deal for whatever he wants with Washington but you know does he have a responsibility to the rest of the league to the rest of the guards in the league to you know now that he's at 18 million or whatever it is with a franchise tag you know if he accepts 14 million it, it kind of does he feel like that sets a bad precedent for the rest of the players union. I mean, does that ever, ever in, in, enter into it? That's a good question. I mean, it's a case by case basis for players, but I remember when Trent was going through his whole thing about sitting out, um, Morgan Moses said, look, he's, he's making a stance for everybody in this league. And because he's doing this, other guys are going to have the confidence to do so too. And they feel like they're being wronged in whatever situation it's time for these guys to start standing up. So I could see that mattering. I don't know if it matters necessarily for sheriff. He seems to be a very uh, you know quiet guy who busts his ass at the facility and then goes home and hangs out with his family. I don't know if he's necessarily poking his head up and looking around at the rest of the league and caring about who's going to get what. Um, I just think he wants to take care of himself and his group, which is completely understandable. But I do get what you're saying, and I'm sure it does matter to certain players in certain situations. We're talking with Pete Haley, NBC Sports Washington, a Washington football team insider. Chase Young, uh, one of the few that has not been, been there for any part of the OTAs. OTAs are voluntary. The fact that we won't see Chase until next week. Big deal, little deal, or no deal, in your opinion? I originally was in between little and no deal, but I think I'm just right at no deal. Like, I understand Everybody else is showing up. So it's maybe not the best look that your best player isn't there. But I also know the impact that guy had on the locker room, the amount of respect he garnered from coaches and players, the energy he played with, and the tone he set. Like, I think he's already banked enough credibility amongst everybody, even though he's been in the league for one year. And, like, I don't know. It's, you just keep going back to the word. It's voluntary. And I trust him completely that he's working out somewhere and putting in the effort he needs to be ready for main camp, ready for training camp, and most importantly, be ready for the year. So certain players, yeah, a guy who's known necessarily as, you know, not being too serious about his job, sure, it might bother me in a different example. But for Chase, I've seen all I need to see out of him from one year. He can rest and do what he needs to do on his own time. And when the snaps happen and Washington needs him, I know he'll be there and I know he'll be killing everybody and being absolutely phenomenal at his job. So I am firmly at no deal. Chase Young can get there when he wants to, and he'll be really good when he gets there. All right. Hear that, everyone? We can all breathe a sigh of relief. He's not going to come in looking like Albert Hainsworth next week or anything like that. <laughs> Pete, if folks want to uh, follow you on Twitter and on the incredibly popular Washington Football Talk podcast, how do they get it? Yeah. Uh, Twitter is at Pete Haley, H-A-I-L-E-Y, N-B-C-S, and then the podcast known by the not so great name but that's what happens when you have the team with not a real name it's called the washington football talk podcast and we're desperate for them to make a decision so we can then rebrand ourselves for mm. the time being that's what it is search it in your I itunes i almost just said ipod like it's 2004 <laughs> search it in your uh, your itunes your podcast app spotify it's all over those places you can find it on our website too so nice of you to give me that opportunity to plug some of my 
products. Yeah, well, I felt really bad for you last week having to eat the cicada. You did throw up yeah. after you ate it, didn't you? I did not, but I almost Gag. did. And all weekend, anytime I felt like a little bit off, I was like, oh, the cicada is so going to kill me. <laughs> and I'm going to die as the jerk who ate a bug on air for some attention. But luckily, it, everything everything handled itself inside. Digestive system was good. Oh, and I'm here standing today and ready to never do that ever again. How much longer you guys got the cicadas up there? When do they finally go away? I think it's a few months and what? We're probably a month or so into it. Like I live in DC, so I don't hear them too much. But when I go golfing or, or go home, you can you see them all over the sidewalks and you hear them. But the noise is kind of pleasant. I like white noise when I sleep, so I don't mind it walking around the golf course. But when you step on a sidewalk and you have to avoid them or there's too many for them, too many of them for you to avoid, that's when I'm like, all right, I'm ready for these dudes to go back in the ground and not show up until we're all in like uh, 20... 38 or something i guess is one the next time so i'm about about over the cicadas um especially eating them that's that's off my agenda forever sad part is i'm going to be pushing my 70s by that time i don't oh. want to talk i don't want to talk about 17 years from now <laughs> pete alien nbc sports washington i appreciate it my friend thank you so much we will talk to you soon all right no problem and thank you and good luck with the pod uh, in the coming weeks you are much too kind, my friend. Thank you so much. That's going to do it for us. We have the talk on the wall, so we got to get out of here. Don't forget, you can catch us at sportsjourney.com website, as well as Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. We'll see you next week for Minicamp. Remember, the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, you wear white. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of will and Christ had his moment of doubt.